It is time to stop the spin. What is really going on as Canada's top military commander steps aside? Plus, Buttergate. Have you noticed that your butter doesn't melt like it used to? It's a serious issue. We'll talk to a researcher who blew the whistle on hard butter. Let's stop the spin and get to it. This is a nation of entrenched interests, of interests that have really no no reason to tell you what is going on. They don't believe that you deserve to have the truth. From dairy to national defense, from the military to the police to big dairy, coming up, Sylvain Charlebois and Buttergate. My goodness, have you got a hold of this story? It is more than just mangled toast, ladies and gentlemen. Have you noticed that your butter doesn't melt as fast as it used to? Oh, my goodness, now that you mention it, I do notice it. It's Buttergate coming up. And when I talk about entrenched interests, wait until you hear about what Big Dairy is saying in response. Meanwhile, the opposition has an entrenched interest in this province, to say that we are behind on our vaccine rollout, to say that other provinces are far ahead of us and that the government here in Ontario has botched the rollout. That's their entrenched interest. The interest of the government is to put a rosy shine on all of it and declare that we are number one in all categories. Coming up, we will look into that claim from Doug Ford. We will stop the spin on both sides and get you the truth that you need, plus your opportunity to weigh in on where you think Ontario is in its vaccination rollout. We'll get your your questions answered. That's coming up on the Alan Carter radio program. But we begin with a crisis in the Canadian military. Trying to untangle what is going on is pretty difficult. You heard some of the news in our newscast with Danny Longo. But the information is scarce, which is the default of pretty much every institution in this country. Here are the headlines. Canada's new top military commander, Admiral Art McDonald, has voluntarily stepped aside as he's investigated by Canadian Forces National Investigation Services on unspecified allegations. The Minister of Defence, Harjit Sajjan, posting a statement after 11 p.m. last night saying that he was informed of the situation and takes the allegations of misconduct seriously. Now, McDonough just recently replaced General Jonathan Vance, who retired from the Canadian Armed Forces. Military investigators are currently probing allegations of inappropriate behaviour against Vance, involving two women subordinate to Mr. Vance. Vance has denied the allegations. Sources telling Global News Monday that the external probe into those allegations against former General Vance is now being expanded to quote-unquote unprecedented levels. To help me understand more about what's going on, what we know, and what we don't know, Amanda Connolly, Global News National Online Journalist, joins me. Hello, Amanda. Hello, thank you for having me. This information from the Minister of Defense is pretty scarce, and that... In the absence of information, I mean, what is it that we actually know from the government? 
So right now, I mean, what we can absolutely say is that this really is an unprecedented situation. There, I, I cannot think of anything that amounts to, uh, you know, in, in my years of covering the military here, that amounts to the scale and the scope of what we're seeing unfolding right now. What we know uh, for certain right now is that there is an investigation, as you've mentioned, by the military police into Chief of Defense Staff uh, Admiral Art McDonald. This comes, uh, we do not know what this is about. We do not know, uh, we don't have any information from Defense Minister Harjit Sajan um, about what this actually entails at the moment. We are certainly looking into and, and working on this uh, very diligently. What we do know, though, is that this comes in the wake of another military police investigation into, as you mentioned earlier, General Jonathan Vance, who is the most the recently uh, departed Chief of Defense Staff uh, who held the position right before McDonald did. And so really the, the two of these coming together, you're looking at um, investigations into both the current and the former Chief of Defense Staff. One of those investigations um, with uh, General Vance, it relates to or comes after reporting by Global News, Global News earlier this month that he is facing allegations of inappropriate behavior from two female subordinates. This really has prompted, um, uh, certainly rocked a lot of uh, folks in the military from what we've heard. There is a, a, um, a lot of questions being asked about what is going on, what is happening here, what's being done to deal with these issues, and really an evolving situation uh, as we, we follow up on this report with regard to Admiral McDonald, who stepped down uh, very late last night. Admiral McDonald, when he took over the post, had some things to say about uh, the culture of the forces. Uh, and those that you know make those sort of allegations and changing the culture. Can you expand on that at all? Yeah, so when he was sworn in last month, he he started off uh, right off the bat by really saying uh, that he uh, he wants to apologize to mil- colleagues in the military who have experienced racism, who've experienced discriminatory behavior or hateful conduct. Uh, he said, I quote, I am deeply sorry. I want you to know that I will do all that I can to support you to stop these unacceptable acts from happening. Uh, and really, uh, the, the context for this is that he, he had told reporters he felt it was uh, necessary to apologize because he too had been um, guilty of unintentionally perpetrating some of the issues within the force. Uh, he didn't talk about any specifics there. We don't know what exactly that was about. Um, but certainly that, that was the messaging that came in uh, very early on when uh, Admiral McDonald was sworn in. And so we're certainly looking at um, all, all, of, uh, all of the pieces of this to try and put this together and figure out what is going on here. But of course, uh, still a lot of information still to be confirmed um, and that we are keeping a very close eye on. And again, we're in a situation where um, the Department of National Defense, the minister is not being forthcoming with information and it, it, into the vacuum comes all kinds of, you know, speculation and that sort of thing. And, you know, it, nature abhors of a vacuum. And, and what do we know, speaking of a vacuum, about the leadership of the military at, at a critical point in, in time? Yeah, I think that's uh, it's a really important uh, thing to note there, as, as you say that there there is a bit of a vacuum of information right now, and so you'll you'll notice, of course, I'm being very cautious uh, in in my wording here and in what I'm saying in that because there is a, there is so much right now that we simply do not know and that we have to be very careful uh, speaking about. We've certainly seen a lot of unanswered questions put to Defence Minister Harjit Sajjan uh, most recently last week at a House of Commons Defence Committee looking into exactly how uh, the allegations regarding General Vance uh, came to be, what was uh, what was playing into those scenarios, and, and whether there uh, had been knowledge of those uh, before before Global News broke those those allegations 
earlier this month. And so really what we've been hearing from uh, from uh, from the defense minister is that um, and he has always reported anything brought to his attention to the appropriate authorities. We don't have a lot of information about what exactly that entailed, about what what channels were used. We have heard from sources that um, concerns that were brought to the defense minister's office were shared with the Privy Council office, which is really the, the top kind of bureaucratic um, in charge of all of the, the bureaucracies of the government. And again, from there, it gets a little bit hazy. We know that PCO says they did not have um, enough information to move forward looking into some of these concerns. And so really, uh, as, as to what happened next uh, and, and kind of how this, how this all came to be remains uh, very unclear at the moment. I'm speaking with Amanda Connolly, who is a Global News National Online journalist who is covering uh, the sudden stepping aside of Admiral McDonald as head of Canada's military. And in my preamble, I read from the, the release that says that the Canadian Forces National Investigation Service is now conducting this investigation. What, can you tell me anything about that agency or how that works? Yeah, so this, this, when we talk about the CFNIS, this, this really is what people would, would commonly refer to as military police. Um, they, they are the, the, um, the, the military's kind of authority here for investigating any breaches of the National Defense Act, anything that violates um, those, those codes of service and, and codes of conduct for military members. Uh, it's important to note because there, there are a number of different probes here that, that have been talked about and that are taking place. And so we're, we're looking at right now military police probe into uh, current Chief of Defence Staff Art McDonald, who has stepped aside. We're looking at a military police probe into General Jonathan Vance, the former Chief of Defence Staff, who had recently stepped back in uh, in January. We're also uh, watching for more details on what has been promised, which is an independent external probe, um, into more broadly the kind of allegations of sexual misconduct and inappropriate behaviour in the military that was promised by Admiral McDonald, after Global News broke the story about the allegations against Jonathan, uh, General Jonathan Vance. So there's a number of different things that are happening here. We don't have details right now about that uh, promised external probe. We, we have been hearing, of course, growing calls that that is uh, critically needed, that having an outside body look into this matter and, and bring that sort of external um, perspective in investigation here is going to be very important, and so that remains one of one of the things that uh, that, that has not yet been determined. Uh, we have heard that there will be uh, that that is shaping up to be unprecedented from sources in terms of the scope of that. Uh, and again, we're we're really looking at here. I think this, this goes back to what I was mentioning um, off the bat that this really is unprecedented in so many ways in terms of the scope and the the scale of uh, of of these challenges. Amanda Connolly, just for our, our listeners, give us a sense of what you're going to be watching for in the next 24 to 48 hours. Do we have anything on the schedule in terms of a, a press conference or an availability that we're keeping an eye on? Well, of course, we're, we're always keeping an eye on um, anything happening through the House of Commons question period, of course, later this afternoon, uh, whether there will be any um, any criticism or potentially you know, responses from the government to this latest news in their their uh, their comments made during that period. We are of course keeping a very close eye on um, all all aspects of this case and any any new information as we have it. We are working all of our uh, all of our sources and all angles of this and anything that we have um, will be shared of course and, and reported as soon as we're able to do so. Amanda, appreciate you being on today. Thanks again. Thank you.
That is Amanda Connolly, who is a Global News National Online journalist, covering, as she has pointed out, the unprecedented situation with Canada's military right now. And we will keep on top of that story here on Global News Radio throughout the course of the day. Have you noticed that something is up with your butter? It is Buttergate. Oh, my. And this is far more serious than some mangled toast in the morning. Here from Canada Press, the story, The Dairy Farmers of Canada. It says, academics and industry experts will soon convene to examine the use of palm oil and its derivatives to boost cows' diets while maintaining that the common practice doesn't raise health or safety concerns. Now, this inquiry comes in response to anecdotal reports that butter has gotten harder. Have you noticed this, by the way? But some experts question whether spreadability is a widespread issue. Somebody at Canadian Press making jokes there. Quebec dairy producers released a statement calling on farmers to stop supplementing cattle feed with palm-based products as part of a broader look into the use of these ingredients in human food. The association says while the use of dairy feed supplements is in line with federal standards, there are concerns about the environmental impacts of palm oil production. We have run right up against Big butter. Big butter, ladies and gentlemen. But seriously, Buttergate is now making international headlines. This is from The Guardian in the UK, which noted our weird dairy laws. Quote, For years, Canada has strictly controlled the production of milk, butter, and cheese through supply management, a complex system of production controls and tariffs meant to discourage foreign imports and to keep domestic prices stable. Again, this is a country of entrenched interests unwilling to loosen their grip on power or control. Police, military, the courts, and big dairy. Challenging that system is also apparently a risk. My next guest initially blew the whistle on hard butter. Sylvain Chalabaugh is Senior Director of Agri-Food Analytics at Dalhousie University and joins me on the line. Welcome, Professor. Well, thank you. Let's begin with the reaction that you've had this week as the Buttergate has blown up. Uh, Yeah, I I wasn't expecting (laughs) to conduct interviews all over the world. Uh, Essentially, uh, what caught my attention was a uh, October memo uh, published by the British Columbia Dairy Marketing Board. Uh, the memo mentioned uh, non-foaming issues with milk, uh, free fatty acids. Uh, it was a highly technical memo, but it really caught my attention. And so started to call people in the dairy sector that I know and that I trust uh, and uh, try to figure out what what was going on, because I think a lot of people were noticing, and I actually did tweet out uh, asking people if they've noticed a difference. I think it was in December, uh, asking people whether they've noticed that the that butter was hard at room temperature, and the reactions uh, were unbelievable. And uh, I didn't believe it at first, but it's after talking to a lot of people, I realized that something was up. And um, so conversations led to processing practices. Uh, but most 
uh, most uh, hypotheses that we that were presented to me at least uh, had something to do with animal feed on farms and so so we talked about forage but we also talked about energy supplements and including uh, palmatic acids what 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 do we know about palm oil and the use of it by dairy farmers so it's, it's perfectly legal it's been used uh, in dairy farming for several years now uh, uh, what, what what does it do uh, it, it 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 bumps it increases production it, is that my understanding it, it increases butterfat content uh, very quickly actually it's very effective uh, the problem with uh, palmatic acids is it tends to increase the um, the amount of saturated fat in the butterfat, which actually increases in turn the fusion point of of a uh, market ready product like butter, for example. So if you so if you've been experiencing uh, if you if you've noticed that your butter is harder at group temperature, that may actually be one reason. So that's. And now that you've pointed this out, though, uh, pardon me to interrupt, the, the, now that you've pointed this out, and as you point out, you've, you're doing interviews all around the world, uh, what, what has the reaction been? What, what's been the reaction from dairy farmers? Uh, from dairy farmers specifically? It hasn't been great. <laughs> no, I've been uh, getting uh, emails, and, uh, and I, 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 I'm getting unpleasant phone calls, uh, Frankly, last night I did get a disturbing phone call about my address, my home address, and uh, on Facebook in a closed committee, a closed com- community. Uh, I don't have access to uh, to these posts, but I just got I got a call from someone who was a member of that of that community, and uh, it, it apparently uh, people were talking about my cottage in Quebec in Saint Sauveur, and so I don't know. It, it these were disturbing. Uh, uh, news. I wasn't expecting that. Um, well, dairy's particular. I mean, there's. It's hard to um, comment uh, and, and help the industry. I'm a researcher. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have any conflict of interest. I, I'm. We're doing the work we're doing to help the industry, not to harm it. The majority of, of farmers out there are very responsible people. They're good people. But there are a few, and most of them are related to boards, not dairy farmers, but boards, will go after um, people with dissenting views, like myself. To, and that's to, why protect, to protect the supply management idea. That's right. Let me just introduce right. you again, uh, Sylvain Charlebois, who is professor and senior director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University. I, it, it, is there um, an entrenched interest amongst the, the dairy board to keep supply management in place and to downplay the use of palm oil in dairy? Uh, so I, I think, I mean, what I underappreciated at the very beginning of this is is that uh, I, this apparently seems to be quite important for dairy farmers. Uh uh, the, their, their image is being affected, uh, and of course, uh, it has a lot to do with the regime, the supply management regime, and everything else. Uh, for the longest time, they've they've controlled the narrative. Uh, every time there's been some issues related to dairy, they've done a really good job communicating to the public. Even though they're not very transparent, they've done a pretty good job 
reassuring the public on, on anything, uh, really, over the years. Uh, they, they're, I mean, they spend $160 million in marketing every year, so they have a lot of money. It's, it's a very powerful lobby, likely the most powerful in the country. But with this Buttergate, um, I would say for the first time, and I'm doing, I've been doing this for 25 years, this is probably the first time they haven't been able to control the narrative. And, uh, and now they're panicking, and, and one way to, to address this issue is to perhaps silence some dissenting voices, and I'm, I'm one of them. That's the thing. And, I, and I'm a researcher, so I, I tend to know I'm an economist, so I have my field of study. Uh, other would disagree. A lot, other of my colleagues disagree, and that's fine. But, and science is about debate, and that's that's my world. Uh, my world is not about intimidation and and uh, and silencing opponents. That's not, that's not what we do here. What happens next with Buttergate? Well, as you know, the uh, the dairy processors uh, in Quebec have asked dairy farmers to ban the practice yesterday morning, and that would include Saputo, Lactatis, Danone. Those are our top buyers in the country. This, yesterday afternoon, we learned that the Quebec dairy farmers decided to ban the practice, and I thought it was the right decision to make. Um, now, there are other provinces. The federal government has actually said it would be up to provinces to decide, but uh, technically, uh, Mr. Bebo was right, but uh, I do question how uh, the dairy farmers of Ontario, for example, will deal with this because more than half of dairy farmers are actually using palmatic acids. They need it. And so how do you replace that? You need more research. So federal cor- some federal coordination will be required. But the most important thing coming out of, of Buttergate, to me, is this complete disconnect between animal science, how we feed animals, and how those practices are impacting the quality of our food we buy in grocery stores. There's, there's no research, zero. No one can tell us whether or not these products have been altered from a nutritional perspective, and that's really disturbing. Sylvain, so I hope you come back on. There's much more to discuss with this. Obviously, this situation has not ended, and we hope to have you back again. All right. Take care. That is Sylvain Charlebois, who is professor and the senior director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie. My goodness, how's about that interview? Whoa! I mean, just crack open a lobster claw and just dunk it in some melted... Oh, no, the butter doesn't melt. It's t- Well, i got to put more heat on it because it's all palmetto oil, uh, oil now. Wow. Just wow. The Alan Carter Show is live weekdays at noon.